Welcome to episode 21 of Dirt Stories. For the first 20 episodes of this podcast, we have continued to talk a lot about construction technology. We've interviewed company leaders and founders, including Trade Hounds, Asinar, and Kevin Forrestal from Dozer. We have explored the different uses of construction technology, how it's changing the way the industry works, and how the future of construction is ever-changing and transforming alongside technology. But what really is construction tech? What does it mean? How does it work? Where do we begin? In order to dive into this topic and really get to the root of the term, we're chatting with Mallory Brody from Bridget about what construction tech is, how it's changed the industry, and how it will continue to transform the way we build our world. So today's episode is all about construction technology, and we couldn't think of a better person to join us for this discussion than Mallory, who we have on our podcast today, CEO and co-founder of Bridget. So thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. Let's dive right in. We're talking about construction tech today. This is your bread and butter. It's what you live and breathe every day. Tell me a little bit about how you got into construction. Absolutely. So my great grandfather actually ran a uh, rebar company out of Ottawa. Um, So he immigrated um, from Russia and then got that company started, which then my great uncle took over. Um, Unfortunately, it shut down in the 80s. But then my grandfather actually started a demolition company. So had a few different family members um, in my past that were very much involved in the construction space. And then my dad was in real estate. Um, So definitely a a very much uh, related industry and always just, you know, grew up hearing about construction as dinner table conversation, but didn't necessarily know that it was going to be um, an industry that I was going to be so directly involved in. And then when I was in my final year of university, I met my business partner, Lauren Lake, and we met as part of a business accelerator program and actually randomly got paired up on a team together, which is a bit of a unique beginning to, um, you know, a business partnership. And so she also came from a family that had been in the construction industry and had studied civil engineering and worked on site. And so it was really this, this common background that got us thinking about the industry and in the context of it potentially being an area where we started a business. And the more we went out into the industry and interviewed construction companies and individuals at construction companies, um, it's just something that we couldn't walk away from and sort of, you know, loved getting into the research mode and the product building mode. Um, So it's definitely an industry that I very much hope to be a part of for for my whole career. So um, it's in the family though, That's that's where it ultimately started. Nice. That is a pretty unique beginning. So I guess to give our, our listeners some, some context and some background into why we're talking to you specifically about construction tech, why don't you tell us a little bit about Bridget? Absolutely. So my company, Bridget, um, was we officially launched our first product in March 2014. And we now have two products in market. So the first product was called Bridget Field, and that's for issue tracking on job sites. So it's called punch list management. Um, and also a bit of a checklist tool for these large scale projects where they have you know, a ton of stakeholders on the subcontracting side, lots of moving parts um, to help them track any construction defect on site. And then we just launched um, a new product called Bridget Bench in May of 2019. 
And that's also focused on, you know, providing a solution to general contractors, but it's to help them with their resource planning. So if you're a construction company that had maybe 500 team members, you were needing to assign them to various projects. Previously, that was all being done in Excel spreadsheets and on whiteboards. And our solution is, you know, more integrated with other tools in their software stack, um, gives a much more visual display to their workforce plan, some automated workflows, and of course, um, reporting and, and insights that they're able to leverage to, to improve their forecast or their, their workforce plan. Great. That's awesome. Tell me a little bit more about resource management software. I know, I know it makes construction projects and the whole end-to-end -end process within construction more efficient. How does it work um, and what's the value for these construction companies? Yeah, so when we were doing our research um, for this product, we discovered that, you know, construction has come a long way in terms of technology adoption. They, they really do have a pretty robust software stack at this point. Point. And so we were finding that they had solutions for CRM, so to track their business development efforts. Um, they had, you know, overall their project management software in, in a good place. And as we started talking to more and more companies, we realized that there was their process around resource planning um, was still very manual. And so what what resource planning is to them and to you know many industries beyond construction is simply figuring out where your team members are going to be focusing their time and energy and for what period of time and typically you're trying to match the individual with the appropriate skill set to actually fill whatever that that need is so within the context of construction um, a company maybe had let's say 10 construction projects and 100 team members that were maybe project managers, site supervisors, safety coordinators, and they were needing to do very you know, detailed scheduling about when each of those individuals would be able to take on more work and actually go to the project, and when maybe the company needed to actually hire more individuals to support the work they had coming down the pipeline. And so this was just an exercise being done with various formulas in Excel, and it was you know, often owned by just one person. So if they retired from the company, then you know, all their insight into who worked well with a person who had the specific skill set um, you know, for a certain project, all of that was lost when the person would leave the company. And so we're really trying to promote more collaborative workforce planning um, and something that you know, multiple people within a company can kind of take part of. Um, so some of the specific value that we provide. So one, we just make the workforce planning process a lot faster. So as they're doing preparation for um, their manpower meetings every week, it's a lot faster. They can access the data they need. Um, two, there's a lot less manual effort because it is an integrated solution. So they can integrate it with other software products they're using. So no more data manual entry for them. Um, and three, we really try and provide, um, you know, numbers that are important for them to make good workforce planning decisions. So just certain calculations that we're able to do very quickly that they maybe weren't able to stay on top of around utilization rates, um, you know, what percentage of their workforce is actually on projects versus not, and some quick numbers to allow them to make those, those business decisions that they need to make. Mm -hmm. That's great. I think collaborative workforce planning, that concept is emerging quite quickly in the industry. And I know technology and construction haven't always gone together and it seems like construction is behind on the tech curve, but that's definitely that collaborative workforce planning is a big part of increasing those efficiencies. Absolutely. I agree. So let's start from the beginning and back up a little bit. Tell me in your own words, what is construction technology? 
construction technology is, is really just, you know, software or hardware products that have been developed specifically for the construction vertical. Um, so, you know, they could be solutions that are for general contractors, subcontractors, architects, engineers, um, but yeah, it really can come in, you know, a variety of forms, both on the, the hardware and software side. Mm -hmm. And how has it evolved over the last, you know, couple decades? Yeah, so one thing that we noticed when we were coming into the space in, in 2013, 2014, um, was, you know, I really observed that the that there was this hardware software disconnect is what, you know, I called it. And basically what that meant is, you know, there had been software that had been developed for construction companies, but because they didn't have um, mobile devices and tablets on the job site, a lot of that software couldn't be put to use because the project managers and site supervisors simply weren't sitting at their desk all day. They were walking around the job site, talking to people, doing work on the job site. And so as soon as mobile devices made their way onto the job sites and, you know, part of our early story, and I know some of the other tech companies in the space was literally bringing iPads or bringing Android devices to the job site so they could test our software and use our software because they just didn't have company devices being provided to them. Um, so that's like one thing that has completely changed over the last seven or so years. Everyone has the hardware to take advantage of some of the different software products that are out there. Um, so that's one been, I think, one of the most important changes that we've seen. And through that, I think everyone realize you know outside of the construction industry oh maybe construction wasn't actually so resistant to technology there was just this mismatch where they weren't able to leverage technology and i think as momentum built up there started to be a ton of investment in the space so we've seen significant vc investment venture capital investment go into construction tech which ultimately is just going to create a number of new products specifically built for the industry to suit the needs of the industry, um, which will help further advance the industry. So I think that's been really exciting to watch. And I think, um, you know, just that hardware piece was one of the first hurdles for, for the industry and for the, you know, technology vendors to get over initially. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good point, that software hardware partnership. Are you, are you seeing any types of technology specifically emerging in construction today that you find particularly interesting? I think one thing that we've started to see was, you know, first step was getting usage of the software to really um, improve the productivity of around certain workflows that they were doing in the construction industry. And now that there's been use of some of those different products, we're starting to see more um, like insights and analytics either built into those tools or as completely new tools. Um, so, you know, if you if you only use the punch list for an app on one project, then there wouldn't be that much data. But as soon as you've used that on, you know, hundreds or thousands of products, there might be some trends that start emerging from that data. Um, so I think the industry is probably just starting to get to the place where they're actually starting to leverage some of the data that they've been tracking in a lot of the software products over the last five or 10 years. So I think that will bring some new exciting innovations to the space um, when there's just sort of this larger data set to work with. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really interesting point, talking about insights and analytics. What, what I find in the conversations I've had on this podcast is there are a lot of tools out there, both with hardware and software and construction, but it's what you do with the data after. After you have those insights, how do you take action? And there are some tools that are, are emerging and some interesting tech, 
technology solutions that are enabling businesses to actually take action with that data, which I think is really cool in particular. Yeah, and it really pulls the industry away from, you know, gut feel, which, you know, can be a great thing to rely on. You know, everyone always says, trust, trust your gut. And so it's, it's not that it's, um, you know, the wrong way to do it, but I think, you know, your intuition and gut matched with data, it can be extremely powerful as, as a combination. I think so. It allows you as a leader just to pivot a little bit quicker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do you think the construction industry has taken so much longer than others to take on technology? Yeah, so I definitely think that, you know, it's because it's, it's so many of the people in the industry are not sitting at a desk every day. Like at the end of the day, they're on site to build a building. And, you know, that doesn't really lend itself to experimenting and testing um, different software or hardware products. Like you're there to get the building built. And I think the other piece of that is because it's project-based, there's always so much on the line for that specific client that you're trying to deliver that building this culture of experimentation is actually very difficult to do, I think, in project-based industries. There's always just, you just want to do it the way that you know it's going to work. And the, the thought of using something new to get your job done, I think, doesn't seem worth the risk. Um, and so I think what, you know, a lot of construction companies have, have done a good job of doing is, you know, just setting up pilots, um, even if it's outside of a real construction project, just to, you know, get familiar with the software and play around with it and make sure that they're comfortable before making it live on an actual job site. And they found ways to get comfortable with some of these technology solutions before just um, making it go, you know, live in a very high risk situation. But I do think those are some of the reasons why, you know, it, it has taken a little bit longer for the industry to to come on board. But the macro trend is there that, you know, digital transformation is happening in construction. Um, COVID has, I think, accelerated that. And so it's something that is definitely happening and it's going to continue to happen at, at an accelerated pace. Mm-hmm. I actually want to touch on that for a second. COVID has definitely accelerated digital Um, adaptation and transformation. Are you seeing anything specific, I guess, during when COVID kind of first hit and now into the ways that businesses are prioritizing taking on technology? Are there specific things that businesses are looking to take on faster to help them be more efficient during these, these times? I think there's, there's a couple things that we've seen companies prioritize. One is Um, I think companies are preparing for the fact that they may be in and out of a remote work setting for the next, you know, amount of foreseeable future and therefore ensuring that their teams are equipped with the tools to work remotely and collaborate remotely are, you know, it's very important. So anything from video conferencing software to specific vertical, verticalized construction solutions, um, I think there's a role for, for all of those types of technology when the team isn't actually in the physical office. Um, I think the other thing is, you know, really across every industry, construction was in a good spot being deemed an essential um, industry in most geographies. But I think everyone is, you know, 
trying to understand what the next 18, 24, 36 months are going to look like from an economic standpoint. And so I think, you know, we see companies acknowledging the fact that times have been very good and that's great. And, you know, construction still has been very busy. However, what if that changes and what are some of the tools we would need or what some of the data we would want to look at or how can we best forecast what things are going to be like in you know a certain number of months from now and i think they're just trying to really prepare for the unknown and even though they maybe don't have all the answers just trying to put themselves in the best situation possible to analyze different scenarios that may be maybe coming their way um, and that's one way we've seen our tool specifically be helpful is just around the workforce forecasting piece Lots of unknowns and lots of emerging pain points with COVID, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you just have to, you know, think about your business today and, you know, even if it's going well, but then you also are preparing for um, less certain times potentially, which is just a big question mark for everyone at this point. So as someone who has built a construction tech solution, what are some of the key pain points that you see when it comes, I guess, kind of two parts in construction on its own, but also when it comes to merging construction and technology. Some of the, the trends we've seen or challenges? Yeah, some of the challenges that you've seen. Yeah, so I think um, one thing is just making sure that we're always putting the customer first. And so I think it's really easy being in the in the tech world and thinking, you know, well, we use this tool in tech companies or tech startups. So maybe the construction industry should use it. And I think that's not really the right way to think about it. So I think we always are trying to focus on, you know, what do our end users need? Um, what would really help their business? And even though there may be some inspiration we can get from, you know, being in the technology sector where everyone's always testing and experimenting new tools and, and all of that, I think um, we really try and rely on what it is that our customers are actually asking for um but i think it it you could end up in a precarious position if you're just trying to kind of force what the tech world has done onto the construction industry because they're just very different industries um aside from that i think there haven't been any major obstacles to to overcome in terms of bridging both worlds um i think it's you know it's been a very you know great match um to be able to you know bring technology to construction, but again, in the way that they want to consume it. Right. I want to talk a little bit about construction tech and where it fits into different size businesses. So our listeners and even the speakers we've had on the Dirt Stories podcast, they range from, you know, owners and leaders in giant corporations to small family farms. Um, they're small teams usually and often family owned businesses. And one of the things that we hear from small businesses a lot when it comes to construction tech specifically is that they don't know how to get started. They know there are solutions out there, but they don't really know how to start, where to start, what to take on, what not to take on, what's maybe too much for a small business and what would be more appropriate for them. And it's, it's probably a little overwhelming. So, with that being said, I'm curious to get your opinion for the small businesses out there that are listening. What's the best way to get started in construction tech and what should they be looking for when they decide to dive in? Yep. So I think this can really be broken down into sort of three different phases as they're looking to make um, a decision. So the first is just um, sort of the assessment phase. And so 
we, you know, this is very much what we do in product development as well, but I think it's, it's very, a very necessary step for the construction industry to take is just identifying what their pain points are. So rather than looking at a list of the different technology solutions that are out there, just understanding what are the pain points for your employees or for yourself, um, and what are potentially the pain points for your customers that if you could help solve would give them a better experience. And once you've looked at what those pain points are, I would try and understand you know, are those things that can be solved by technology or those more process changes that are required because technology is not going to be the solution for every pain point in your business. And then when you've actually identified which ones could potentially be solved by technology, then you would be assessing different providers of that technology to figure out, you know, who may have the right plan for you. Maybe there's a starter plan if you're more of a family business and you're, you're not looking to make a huge financial investment that would work well for your business. So that's really the assessment phase, but I would start with pain points as opposed to the actual solutions. Um, then you're gonna you know, go ahead and actually take action on some of those software solutions that you've identified. And again, even if it's not a software solution, I would definitely encourage companies to start with sort of the minimum viable solution. So not necessarily going to make the massive investment right off the bat or rehauling an entire process, but starting with, you know, a piece that you can try and improve and then building from there. Um, and then finally, the third step would just be to, to measure and understand, you know, is the solution you implemented or is the process change you implemented actually solving the pain point that you set out to solve um, and figuring out, you know, what would you need to look at to, to measure whether it's actually successful or not? So assess the pain points, figure out if tech can actually solve the pain point, take action with that minimum, you know, viable solution, and then measure. And that's where that data comes in. Look at what the data is telling you and if it's actually working. Exactly. Great. What are the most common questions or concerns that you hear from small businesses in construction? I think a lot of small businesses that we work with, um, at the end of the day, they're, you know, owner operated and, you know, compared to a larger organization where they may have a VP of operations and a director of operations, they're wearing multiple hats. And so they're very busy. Um, so I think one of the biggest things we get asked about is just, you know, is the implementation going to be straightforward and is, um, you know, the training going to be fairly straightforward, which really just comes down to ease of use of the, the software product. Um, and, you know, that's something that we've definitely set out to deliver on. And I think, is probably one of the, the biggest things that gets you know asked for and is one of the most important things to them is just am i going to have to spend six months how to, learning how to use this thing or am i going to be up and running and in a good place very quickly um so i think that's just very important for construction overall but i think it's also important specifically for the small businesses where an owner is just they have too much on their plate and the point is to uh give them some relief and not make it feel like they have something new and, and huge that they have to take on yeah, yeah, they've got those small teams and they need to be as efficient as possible. Exactly. Let's talk a little bit about trends. I feel like technology trends are always <laughs> floating around in, in the media and on social media. What are some of the current construction tech trends that you're excited about or that you find particularly cool? I think, um, so this isn't necessarily one being driven by the, the vendor side, but one thing that we've seen um, have more prevalence within construction companies, in particular, the lar larger ones, um, is a lot of them have set up these innovation groups. And that seems to be something that they, they are investing pretty heavily into 
vet new software products, test new software products, get feedback from every part of the business. And I think that's been, you know, a really efficient way to bring new innovation um, to the industry pretty quickly. Um, so I think that's been, you know, a great advancement for, for the industry. Um, another thing we've seen is just, you know, it's, it's kind of gone back and forth between either point solutions or all-in-one solutions. Um, and I think we have seen the industry start to become extremely collaborative. Um, so integrations used to be hard to come by and now every solution is very much integrated, um, which has given rise to, I think, more point solutions, which is actually a great thing for the industry in my perspective. They get more robust solutions to specific problems. Um, so I think just, you know, the, the collaboration and support around integrations has allowed point solutions to be a value to the industry again, which I think has been a, sort of another great trend that we've continued to see. Interesting. Are you, do you have any predictions for the construction industry? Do you have any visions for what the next 10 years might look like or any trends that'll emerge? Couple things. So I definitely think um, prefab construction is, is on the rise. And I think that will be interesting um, for the, the software and hardware world to just sort of, you know, come up with, with new ways that their solutions may be able to apply to prefab construction. Um, or what opportunity there is for, for new, solu new solutions in the space. Um, so that's definitely something that we're seeing, I think, um, uh, sort of a whole digital um, existence of projects so that into the future, all of the details around the construction can be easily accessed if, if need be. Um, so digital twin is, is the term for that. And, and you know, that's something else that I think we'll continue to see um, of, of growing importance in the space. Um, and then the third one is I think there's there's been some innovation in, in more of the hardware space for construction, but I think we'll definitely start to see see more of that um, on site as well. Interesting. I love asking tech CEOs this question, maybe for my own benefit, selfishly, where do you learn and grow your skills? What books are you reading? Do you follow any blogs? How do you stay on top of the industry? So one of the, the things that we've always done and, and I'd say you know, really value, um, and it's my favorite part of my job, but is just um, doing all of the kind of like user and customer research that's been critical in developing our products. And you just learn so much when you're talking to individuals that are obviously working day in and day out in the industry. Um, so that's like really been our main source. Beyond that, we attend a number of conferences. Um, so uh, Autodesk puts on Autodesk University every year, Procore puts on Groundbreak every year. So those are um, a couple of the ones we go to. Ian, our future tech is the third one. And that's always a great opportunity to just connect with everyone in the industry. Um, there's often a lot of content that comes out of those conferences that really um, you know, sets the tone for the for the year. So those are all coming out this fall. Um, and aside from that, just you know, there's there's now a number of you know blogs and and podcasts and everything that have been released in the industry. So those are always a great source as well. Mm -hmm. So I just want to talk about you uh, personally a little bit as the CEO and co-founder of Bridget and someone who's been working in construction tech for a while now. You have quite the resume. You've been named Tech Vibes Entrepreneur of the Year. Um, you were in Forbes Top 30 Under 30. What are some of the highlights of your career and in your dirt story? 
I think one of the the best recent highlights um, was the investment from Autodesk that we received in in the summer um, of this year, and that was you know really for us just this stamp of external stamp of approval. You know, we feel accomplished in what we've built, but to get you know a, a very large public company that's been in the industry for so long saying, you know, we believe in the solution you've built, I think was a great testament for, you know, all of the research we've done, all of the work we've done to launch Bridget Bench. And that was just really great for the whole team to celebrate. And we'll, you know, that investment will help us further develop the product, um, which will ultimately benefit our customers as well. So that was, that was great. And, um, you know, another one that I was, that I was also very personally involved with was just the research and launch of, um, the Bridget bench product. I think, you know, launching one product is, is amazing. And, you know, the fact that we grew that to the size that we did was, you know, we had a huge sense of accomplishment, but being able to do it a second time, just, I think, confirmed that we've really developed a process to um, continue to innovate within the industry, um, which will really help us just build a sustainable and large business into the future. And so those were, you know, a couple, couple highlights from the last year or so that have, that have really been um, just great to, to be a part of. And I think our team has been, you know, really happy as we've continued to, to pursue those endeavors. That's fantastic. Before we sign off, um, where can our listeners find find you and find Bridget online? Yep. So um, for Bridget, uh, our LinkedIn page would probably be the the best place to start. Um, that's where we post all of our content, what events we're going to be at, and everything. Um, personally, I have a I have an Instagram account, Mallory Brody, where I post you know Bridget related. Um, things that I'm working on um, and just sort of day in the life of uh, a startup co-founder. So um, that's where you can find more about me. That's great. Anything you'd like to leave our listeners with on construction, technology, anything at all before we sign off? I just say for any of those, you know, smaller companies out there that there's, there's no need to be intimidated by technology. Even if, you know, you haven't adopted a lot, you can always start small. Um, technology is not necessarily the answer to every pain point in your business, but it's, it's going to be a broad set of solutions that really help you take the next step, but um, don't be afraid to try something new. Nice. That's the perfect way to, to leave us off here. So thank you so much for joining us. Mallory Brody, CEO of Bridget. We appreciate your time talking about construction tech and hearing a little bit about what you've been up to. Perfect. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Dirt Stories. If you're interested in learning more about construction tech, check out the Dozer Hub at dozer.com blog or follow us on Instagram at dozerhub. We love connecting with contractors all across North America. If you or someone you know has a dirt story to share and would like to be featured in an episode of Dirt Stories, contact us today. As always, this episode was brought to you by Dozer. Experience the world's first online e-commerce solution for equipment rentals yourself. Search, view available equipment across North America, and book it online at dozer.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Becca Greed, and this is Dirt Stories.